Welcome to Reflections of Darkness. This is your gorgeous drag horror hostess, Evil, coming to you from my Lair of Eternal Damnation. I hope all my pod people around the world are doing well tonight. So as you are aware from the title of this podcast, tonight's movie is Sleepwalkers. And this is one of those horror movies that always makes me kind of sad for the quote-unquote bad guy. You kind of want them to win, or at the very least, get away. You know, movies like Frankenstein, American Werewolf in London, or Sleepwalkers. Or is that just me? <laughs> Maybe it's playing on my they're almost extinct and should be preserved gene. I mean, no matter how awful they are. Well, before I get up on my soapbox, let's get to tonight's main feature. Enjoy. Tonight, we are reviewing Sleepwalkers from 1992. We open on an entry from the Chillicothe Encyclopedia of Arcane Knowledge, 1st edition, 1884. Sleepwalker, noun. Nomadic, shape-shifting creatures with human and feline origins. Vulnerable to the deadly scratch of the cat. The sleepwalker feeds upon the life force of virginal human females. Probable source of the vampire legend. Now that is an interesting way to open a movie. With a complete description of the bad guy. <laughs> Ooh. Then they scratch across the screen and the scratch burns the screen away. So we open on a beachside home in Bodega Bay, California. And the cops are there and, um, I'm sorry, is that Luke Skywalker as a cop with a mustache? Huh. Interesting. Well, the other cop has some info. Martha and Carl Brody, mother and son. No one's seen them since Tuesday. The car is a Trans Am blue with yellow pinstriping. California license 2CLG592. No one's seen that since Tuesday either. God, I just hope nothing horrible happened to them. They were so Ma close. Ma'am, please step back. Sheriff, what do you think happened? I don't know, but somebody sure doesn't like cats. As we see more of the house, there are tons of cats hung around the outside of the house. Some of them are skinned and mangled. We enter the house and there are more dead cats, blood on the walls, and they hear a noise in the closet. Jump scare! One of the cats survived. Then second jump scare! A little girl mummy flies out and lands at the cop's feet. And the mummy child has a rose behind her ear. It's very creepy. Then title cards, sleepwalkers. Then during the credits we see like ancient artifacts and writings depicting cats as gods and people. It reminds me of the opening of that awful movie Catwoman with Halle Berry. <laughs> now we cut to a house in Travis, Indiana. We also see the blue car with the yellow pinstriping sitting outside that house. And someone is playing Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny, which is a favorite non-lyrical oldie of mine. They're playing a record on the cutest little record player. And here we meet young, very handsome, and shirtless Charles Brady, played by Brian Krause. And he is looking through a yearbook. Then he carves a T into his arm with a knife. 
The T apparently stands for Tanya, whom he has hearted in the yearbook. Aww. Weird. Aww. Cut to the mother of the house, watching a cat getting very close to a bear trap, and Charles comes up behind her. But the cat escapes the trap, thankfully, because that trap would have ripped his face right off. So Charles asks his mom to dance. Then they start talking about the girl he wants to ask out, and if she's nice, quote-unquote. Uh, I'm guessing nice is code for virgin. Uh, so then more dancing, and then some very not how you're supposed to kiss your mother kissing. And he picks her up and takes her up to the bedroom. I'm guessing to have sex. And apparently when they have sex, they glow purple. Because that's all we see from the outside window is a bright purple glow. Okay, wrong. Cut to the movie theater where Tanya works. And it looks like one of those old movie theaters. And it also kind of looks like the one from the Night of the Comet inside. Hmm. Here we meet Tanya getting really into cleaning the floor and dancing to another oldie. So far, this soundtrack is amazing. Bang, she runs into Charles and knocks over a bunch of popcorn. It's a cute little meeting. And they apparently have English together. So because she thinks he's cute, she gives him a free drink and popcorn. Aw. Oh my god, though. He is really cute. And he has great hair. Lucky. But he is for sure a bit stalkery. But I guess he is a predator. Yeah. So I guess cats are just drawn to Charles and his mom, and that's why they have all the traps outside. So when Charles returns home, we get more talk about the girl. Is she nice? When are they dating? And how apparently mom is very hungry. She's starving and only he can feed her. Cut to English class the next day and an interesting story by Charles. They were sleepwalkers, hiding in human robes, feeding on virtue. Loving to feed, feeding to breed. So in the end, they ran. In the end, Robbie and his mother always had to run. For one night, the men would come in their old cars, men with lights and guns. And to the boy and his mother, their curses and their screams of rage always sound the same. Like the laughter of cruel gods. The time of happiness, too brief to be anything but golden, had run out. Very good, Charles. Very good. Ooh, it's Otho from Beetlejuice as the English teacher. I love him. I also love how he says Charles exactly the same way he says Charles in Beetlejuice. Anyway, he's a serious no-crap teacher. And, like Tanya, he also seems to have an interest in the new guy, Charles. Okay, so I have to say, Tanya also has great hair in this movie. So Charles gives Tanya a ride home in his very cool car. You know, I remember kids who had cool cars in high school. Not me. I had a huge brown 78 Impala station wagon that I put leopard pillows and throws in the back and it looked like a bed. I loved that car. But it was kind of a piece of shit. Oh well. So Charles and Tanya go to her house and we see that Tanya's mom does gravestone rubbings. Then Tanya invites Charles to Homeland, which is an old graveyard and apparently make-out hookup spot. And we meet Tanya's mom, and Charles is so smooth with her and chats about how he does gravestone rubbings too. He is totes a predator. I'm loving it. So he leaves, and we get the cool guy loud music driving scene. When all of a sudden Mr. Fallows, Otho, in his Volkswagen bug starts honking behind Charles, so he pulls over. Mr. Fallows! Hi. Hello, Charles. Checking out your new environment. 
boring, isn't it? Disneyland for cows, but for human beings? Well, I like it. It's kind of peaceful. Reminds you of Ohio, I suppose. Yeah, well, you know. No, actually, I don't, Charles. I don't know. And you don't either. There is no Paradise Falls in Ohio. Your transcripts are also fakes. Clever fakes, but fakes. Anything to say? You're mistaken. Oh, no, I'm not. But you are, Charles. If you think you can wiggle out of this. I don't know who you are, but I know you're not who you say you are. If this is blackmail, Mr. Fallis, I think you picked the wrong guy. This car is the only expensive thing I've gotten, and I'm kind of sentimental about it. I don't think I can tell Still, I'm through with you. Your generation is so mercenary, Charles. Money this, money that. Well, money is not the only medium of exchange. You're right, Mr. Fowles. People really should learn to keep their hands to themselves. Here's yours. <laughs> so Mr. Fallows tries to blackmail some dick out of Charles. So Charles rips Mr. Fallows' hand off, then chases him through the woods as a half-cat person, then eats him. It's a great scene, but you kind of deserved that, Mr. Fallows. Cut to the cop feline unit, and cop Andy and Clovis the cat hanging out in his cop car. Then who speeds by in his fancy blue car? That's right. So Andy goes after him, and Charles starts playing with the cop. Side note, this car is great. Then Charles tries to run down a little girl. Finally, the cop pulls up next to Charles, and Clovis pops up, and Charles' face starts freaking out, switching between different levels of the sleepwalker, including the little boy face, which is very weird, and cops Andy sees all of it. What the fuck? So Charles gets a little ahead, pulls off the road, and starts meditating till he and his car are invisible. It's a great trick. And the cop stops right by him, but can't see him. But the cat Clovis can still see him. Stop looking at me, you fucking cat! When Charles reappears after the cop goes away, he's in a snazzy new red Mustang convertible. Now that's a cool power too. <laughs> Cut to the sheriff's office and Andy trying to explain what he saw, but he couldn't explain it and everyone thinks he's working too hard. Cut to the mother sitting in the dark house only lit by candles when Charles gets there. And she starts slapping him because she's starving. So she keeps slapping him until she sees he's hurt. And then she's all sweet and loving. This woman is a loon, even for a sleepwalker. Not that I know any, but still, loon. <laughs> Clip. Oh my God, baby. What happened? What always happens, Mom? Someone saw you. Deputy had a cat, maybe for a second or two. He won't believe what he saw. No, he probably won't. Somebody will find the teacher that I dumped in the woods. It's already started again, Mom. Don't worry. Don't worry. But I have to feed you. You'll see her tomorrow. What if something happens to me? You'll starve. We haven't even seen another sleepwalker. We aren't the last. Don't know that. Yes, I do. I can feel the others. You'll feed tomorrow, and then you'll feed me, and then we'll leave. Nothing's gonna happen. Cut to a bunch of cats just sitting in the yard watching the house. 
has so I wonder how many cats they used in this movie. So many, I'm sure. I should have looked that up. Eh. Back inside, Charles and his mother are having full-on sex, and we see in the mirror that they're really two big, scary, hairless cat monster people. It's a very odd scene. Next day, and Tanya is packing a picnic basket with a secret bottle of wine for their trip to Homeland. Ooh. But it seems Charles is having second thoughts about killing Tanya. But his mom is having none of that, and is guilt-tripping him. Then Tanya shows up at their house, and the mom starts creeping on Tanya. Some cool shots of the mother in the mirror as the monster. Then the monster puts a rose behind her ear. Oh, she's such a creep. But I guess it is her character. She's hungry. <laughs> Cut to Homeland Cemetery. Oh my god, you guys. I love cemeteries. This one is really cool. Like, it's old, it's on different levels, it has lots of trees. Like this, walking through a woods, stumbling upon a uh, cemetery like this would be an amazing find. Anyway, so Tanya and Charles... So Tanya and Charles don't immediately start fucking in the cemetery. I mean, you gotta build up to something like that. It's really beautiful here. So are you, Tanya. Thank you, Charles. I better get these out of the way right off. Your mother's gonna want to know some rubbing went on out here. Me too, Charles. Uh-oh. I think the magic is fading. The red Mustang turned back into the blue car. How's he gonna explain that? Huh. Then Charles and Tanya start rolling around and kissing. Aww. Then there's a moment where Charles almost does tell her to leave, but she stops him and starts kissing him. Then he gets a little rough and starts draining her life force. But honestly, if I were Tanya, I would have sucked him dry before he got a chance to start. <laughs> uh, but Tanya starts fighting back and he gets all cat-faced. See, this is just how we live, Tanya. <laughs> to hurt don't you get it Tanya I need you I need you to live good please don't kill me <laughs> Tanya I don't think you're entering into the spirit of this why don't you just think of yourself as lunch so she brains him with her camera and they start fighting again and Tanya uses the corkscrew to stab his eye out, and then she starts to run. Cut to the cop seeing the blue car at the cemetery as Tanya runs out, screaming. Andy puts her in the cop car as Charles pops up behind Andy and stabs Andy in the ear with the pencil and says, Cop kebab! <laughs> but he can still move. Andy can still move. And he shoots Charles, which seems to have no effect on him, so Charles grabs the gun and shoots Andy. But Clovis to the rescue. The cat attacks Charles, and where the cat scratches and bites him, he starts smoking. So Charles gets away and gets to his car and speeds off. Cut back to Charles' house and all the cats outside, and Charles drives up all torn up. So his mother starts tending his wounds, and she wants him to be invisible, but he doesn't have the strength to do it. Cut back to Homeland, and we get a Stephen King cameo as the cemetery groundskeeper. Hey, buddy. Buddy. I ain't taking the rap on this. I lock this place up every night. It's not my fault if every pervert, weirdo, well, don't talk to me. Go talk to someone in charge. I'm busy. Buddy. Yeah? Listen. 
It's not my fault. If every horny kid and weirdo pervert comes in here, I lock this place up. I don't need this action. Okay, don't talk to me. Talk to the sheriff. So the cops are trying to get info out of Tanya, but she sounds nuts. So the cops take Tanya home. Back at Charles' place, he is not doing well, and says he's going to die as the sound of sirens start. So the mother uses her powers to make the car invisible, then make both of them invisible. The cops show up and they search the house. Cut to Tanya's house and Tanya taking a nice long bath to get clean. And she dozes off and sees Charles all cat-faced and bloody in front of her. It's a good jump scare. Back at Charles' house, the invisible woman, his mom, kills the two cops left behind. Cut back to Tanya's house and the doorbell rings. And the deputy looks out the window and sees the police car. But it's not the police, it's Charles' mom with a bunch of roses. And she attacks the father, throws the mom out the window, and then grabs Tanya, knocks her out, kills the deputy with an ear of corn. (laughs) Okay. For this whole first part of this movie, she was all like, I'm starving, being all, I don't know, distressed. Now she's super strong and Terminator-esque. If she was always like this, why didn't they just grab Tanya when she was in their kitchen and have Charles suck the life out of her there? It, it makes no sense. Or maybe they were playing cat and mouse. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, yeah, I get it. Cue hundreds of cats start running the streets of this town that apparently have no cars. And then you see Mom dragging Tanya towards her stolen car. Ron Perlman, as a state policeman, tries to stop her, but he gets his fingers bitten off and arm broken. And then she takes his gun, and she is a crack shot. She just starts blowing up cars with one shot each. Then you see the sheriff running, telling someone to call all the other police in, and some from Castle Rock, too. Ooh, Easter egg. If you know, you know. So the mom drives Tanya to see Charles. The house is engulfed in cats now, as the mom and Tanya pull up. So she just drives right into the house to bypass them. (laughs) Now this mom is cold, and she just drags Tanya close to Charles, then uses her magic to start the record player upstairs and sleepwalk plays again. So the mom makes Tanya dance with Charles, who is possibly dead? This part is weird, and I mean, that's saying something for this movie. So the sheriff pulls up, and Clovis is already there. Remember the cat? And Clovis jumps through the upstairs window and breaks in the house. So, I guess Charles wasn't dead because he starts sucking Tanya's life force again. Yes! Now, Charles, now! Good. Good, Charles. Feed. Suck her dry! But again, she fights back and gouges out his other eye. Then the sheriff breaks in the front door, and Clovis attacks the mom as more cats file in and start attacking the mom as well. Then the sheriff blows a hole right through her, but it doesn't stop her. Tanya and the sheriff are about to leave when the mom picks the sheriff up and impales him on a white picket fence. Now Clovis to the rescue again, as he attacks the mom, and then all the other cats start piling on and clawing and biting, and the mom finally starts on fire and finally dies. And Clovis goes to Tanya in the police car. Aww. Then all the cats leave. The end. So, is Charles dead? I mean, we don't see him burst into flames like his mother. And he did get some of Tanya's life force. Maybe enough to heal a bit? But there were also a ton of cats inside that house, so probably not. 
but it could have been a cool sequel. I wonder if they ever thought of doing a sequel, or even a TV series could be cool. But in my mind, the series would have to be following around the sleepwalkers from town to town, and as they inserted themselves into people's lives to find a virgin and suck her life force and move on to the next town and the next storyline. Or you could do like Charles could be hunting other sleepwalkers because he's found a way to live without killing virgins. So he's trying to be a good guy now. I don't know. I think there's just a, a lot you could do with this story. But without the incest part, that could that could go away. So, <laughs> so while watching, did you catch some of the cameos? I mean, obviously Stephen King, but also John Landis, Mark Hamill, Clyde Barker, Toby Hooper, Joe Dante, so many. Uh, so I give Sleepwalker from 1992, 8 out of 10 gravestone rubbings. Um. <laughs> now don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, family, neighbors. Feel free to message me any comments, questions, concerns, movie suggestions. All my info is over at evilqueensf.com. Well, that's enough horror for me tonight. As always, keep watching scary movies. <laughs> hey, Clovis. Hey, Clovis, what's up? You catching a nap? <laughs> hey, there comes Johnny with his pecker in his hand. He's a one-ball man, and he's off to the rodeo.